Turn to your neighbor and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV, Emmanuel. Tell your neighbor, God is with us. Yes, you are welcome once again to the arena of liberty in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, you may have your seats in the presence of God and say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, my name is Brother Chris, and I have the wonderful privilege today to share with you the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, what's a God we have to worship? What a son we have to praise. What a future lies before us. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor, I have a good destiny. I'm a child of promise. I have a wonderful future. If you believe that, put your hands together for Jesus Christ. Now, to begin today's message, I just want to share with you a very short story, okay? Uh, this is several years ago. We were having a prayer line service here in the church, and you know, our prayer line services are very large. We had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, and we were making announcements to the people to try and arrange people according to the nature of their challenges so that we could attend to them as swiftly and quickly as possible. So I was there at the front with a microphone making these announcements, and I got to a part where I said, uh, anyone here who is a pregnant woman, all pregnant women who have come for the safe delivery of their babies, please come out. So of course you see these heavily pregnant women coming forward, eight, nine months pregnant, getting ready because they, they came for prayer. But in the midst of the woman, I saw a man. So I, I, looked, I looked twice, I said, like, this is definitely a man. So I thought, let me, let me have a bit of a joke here. So I announced, uh, please, we did not announce for pregnant men. We announced for pregnant women. If you are a pregnant man, please go back to your seats. And the man truly went back to his seats. So afterwards, I thought, why, why would this man join the pregnant women that came forward? So I now said after this, okay, now, if we do have any pregnant men here, you can come forward. Do you know what happened? The man came forward. Young man. I looked at him, I said, is this guy okay? Because stature-wise, he's a normal stature, and I've never heard of a pregnant man. But you know, in this our generation, anything is possible. So I said, let me, let me ask this man. So this man, he boldly walked forward. He's a pregnant man. So I said, sir, do you mean to say that you are pregnant? He looked at me and said, yes. I said, you don't look very pregnant. He said, I'm pregnant with a bright future. So I now said, okay, what, what do you need prayer for then? He said, I need prayer for the safe delivery of my dream. <laughs> I, now, I now tricked him, I said, okay, where's your medical reports? He said, oh, guy, I don't get medical reports, <laughs> but I need prayer 
because I have a bright future and I need to be released into that future. So long story short, because of that bold step, that man went to the prayer line that day. And I'm very sure wherever he is, he has a wonderful testimony to share. <laughs> why, why am I saying this little story? First and foremost, I want you to tell everyone here, viewers all over the world, that God has given you a good destiny. This is not a matter of amen, it's a fact. Your amen cannot change it. It's the truth. God has given you a good destiny. You, you, you have been given a unique place in God's master plan. You have a unique path towards your divine destiny. And you are in a unique position to make a difference in your world. Tell your neighbor, I have a bright future. Tell your neighbor, I have a good destiny. Listen, I don't care what lies Satan has whispered to you, that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough. Look at your past, your past life is too bad, you can't make it. I don't care what society has told you, the restrictions they have placed on you. They say because of your gender, because of your age, because of your education, because of your family background, you can't make it. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You have been given a good destiny. Believe it. Now, this brings us to one of life's greatest tragedies. Life's, one of life's greatest tragedies is unfulfilled destinies. Do you know how many people who are destined kings are roaming on the streets today. Destined leaders who are spending their lives unnoticed, uncelebrated, and in obscurity. People who are destined to be great, but they've gone to the grave prematurely. Tell your neighbor, it's very painful. is very, very painful. You see, the truth is, brethren, we all shout amen and get excited when we hear we have a good destiny. But successful people don't just drift to the top. We live in a world where the enemy, the enemy of our souls, will not just allow the purpose of God, our divine destiny to be fulfilled without putting up a fight, He's not just gonna let you walk into your destiny without putting up a fight. So today we're gonna talk about one of his most important strategies and tactics. The easiest way for Satan to derail you from your destiny is to connect you with people who are not serious about theirs. I'm gonna say it again. The easiest way for Satan, our enemy, the enemy of our souls, to derail you from your destiny is to connect you with people who are not serious about theirs. This will bring us to the title of today's message, Make Friends with Your Future. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Make friends 
with your future. Now, let, let's first of all try and understand what we mean when we talk about relationship. We know natural human relationships are very important. Everything God creates it requires a connection. You are because I am. I am because you are. We need each other. God has designed it in this way so that no man should boast. We need God, yes, but we need good people, inspired people, informed people to make it in our respective callings. The question is, who are the type of people that surround you? Now, I, I want to I hear from, from someone in the audience. You just feel free to answer this question. If you know the answer, just raise up your hand. How would you define a friend? What, what is the meaning of real friendship? Anyone who would like to answer this question, just, just raise up your hand. Okay, my brother here, go ahead. How would you define a, a friend, a, a, a true friend? A friend is someone who supports you, who shares your dream with you, and who works with you through life. Okay, let's put our hands together for our brother. It's a good answer. A anyone else? Anyone else from over here wanted to explain the meaning of a, of a friend? Okay, madam, thank you. Kind, friendly. Okay, someone who is kind and friendly. Fine. Anyone else? How would you define a friend, a true friend, a good friend? Okay, madam, thank you. A friend is someone who is with you during happiness, during uh, problems, when you are sick, in every point of time in life, when you are in problems, sickness is with you. He shares with you everything. Okay, someone who is with you in both good and hard times, correct. Now, let's, let's, let's open our Bibles because I'm going to read a couple of scriptures that give scriptural basis and understanding of what true friendship is all about. The first scripture we're going to read is in the book of Proverbs chapter 27. So turn with me to Proverbs 27 verse 17. And let, let's see what the Bible says about this very essential and important topic. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And it reads, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. All right? It's in line with the definitions that our brethren have been given. Now, let's quickly go to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, from verses 9 to 10. And it reads, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Verse 10. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Now, quickly rush to Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. It says... Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, based on these scriptures, and indeed in line with the answers that our brethren have given, we can define friendship in this way. A true friend is someone who helps you in your weaknesses and encourages you in your strengths. Once again, a true friend is someone who helps you in your weaknesses 
and encourages you in your strengths. Now, I want to challenge you today. In the light of this definition, examine the people that are close to you, that you interact with, that you move with, that you spend time with on a daily basis. Because you are what you are by virtue of the company you keep. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you are what you are by virtue of the company you keep. We should never underestimate the power of influence. Ask yourself, are the people that you're friends with, are they people that are helping you in your weaknesses? Or are they people that are using your weaknesses against you? Are they people who are having a, a positive influence on you or a negative influence on you? Because a little example has a big influence. Now, a couple of years ago, there was a young lady who received deliverance here in the Synagogue Church of All Nations. She was uh, Nigerian, her parents were Nigerian, but she was born and brought up in the UK. And after her deliverance, we had the opportunity to listen to her life experiences. And during the course of sharing her life experiences, she said something that shocked me, and I want to share it with you. She said that at the age of 16, she had had two children for two different fathers, 16 years old. When she said this, I was going to ask the question, I said, just can you tell me what, why? At that age, what prompted you to take such a step? Do you know what she replied? She said, because it was the fashionable thing to do. She said, in my class in school, all of the girls were having kids. That was the normal thing. That was what you had to do to feel part of the class, the clique. Now, I'm not saying this to to stand on a high horse and judge and condemn, how can the person do such a thing? No, I'm trying to tell you the power of influence. A young girl taking such a drastic step just because she wants to feel part of the society. She said that was the fashionable thing. That's what everyone was doing. That was what was happening in, in, with her peers and the people in her age group, 16 years old. Every relationship you have either nurtures or nourishes a strength or weakness within you. Every relationship nourishes a strength or weakness within you. Look, as human beings, we all have some dormant character traits. When I say dormant, I mean they are there, but they are unused. But these dormant character traits are nourished by the kind of company we keep. You, 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 you keep company with people that will improve your life, the dormant strength in you will be nurtured. You keep company with those who will decrease your life, the dormant weakness, vices in you would be nurtured and the strength would be decreased. Who are the people you are moving with? you are close to, you are friends with. Because I want to make an observation, and I believe if you examine yourself and examine society, you would agree with me. Today it appears 
that people's weaknesses are what connect them together as friends. I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. I'll, I'll try and explain to you. Most of the time, if you see people who are smoking, their friends are smokers. Would you agree with me? Most of the time, you see people that are drunkards, their friends are drinking. You see people that talk too much, they are friends with people who talk too much. Tell me how you will stop talking too much. Uh, let, let's be honest with ourselves. Is there anyone here who has the weakness of talking too much? If you're honest, just raise your hand. Some people are not honest though. <laughs> you have the weakness of talking too much. Okay, madam, come. Come out. And who is another person? You two? Come, the second person. Some people quickly put their hand down. <laughs> the second person that talks, okay, madam, come. Don't worry, I'm not going to do anything harsh to you. Now, you have a problem, you acknowledge, it's good, acknowledging your weakness is 50% of the victory. Once you can acknowledge you have a problem, the way out has come. You acknowledge that you sometimes talk too much. Yes. Yes, I do. Madam, <laughs> you too, you acknowledge that you talk too much. Yes. Okay, now, look at this. She talks too much, she talks too much. If these two people are friends, tell me how they will stop talking too much. It's not possible. You, they, are, they are friends. This weakness is meeting this weakness. If you add weakness to weakness, you produce more weakness. Okay, if you realize that you talk too much, who is the kind of person that you should look for as a friend? A quiet, a more reserved person. A quiet and more reserved person so that their strength can help her weakness. That is friendship. But today, we look for people who have the same weakness as us. You are a gossip, you are friends with gossips. You have anger issues, you marry someone that has anger issues. Tell me why you will not have hypertension. You, you see, you, you look for people, it's our weaknesses that connect us with people. Instead of looking for someone who is strong where you are weak. Someone who has what you don't have so that you can learn from them and they can learn from you and you can become a better person. Tell your neighbor, make friends with your future. Tell your other neighbor, make friends with your future. Do you know the reason I'm saying you should make friends with your future? Because when you make friends with your future, your future will help you make the right friends. You will not start meeting people that are gonna end up dividing and subtracting your life. Thank you very much, my sister. I appreciate your honesty. You can go back to your seat. Let's put our hands together for them. They honestly came out. Just look and use yourself as an example. Think about the weakness you have. Okay, can someone here, just be honest. Someone tell me your weakness. Anyone, just, just say it. Say it out, your weakness. You can shout it out. I will not give you a mic. Your weakness. Anger. Thank you, madam. God bless you. Madam says she has the problem of anger. She's acknowledged that she has a weakness. Now, Ask yourself the kind of people that you are close to. If your friends, your close friends, your tight pals also have an issue of anger and anger meets anger, what will you have is double trouble. More anger. You have to look for someone that can calm you down. Someone that can help you in your weakness. You see, there are four types of people in society. There are those who add to your life there are those who subtract from your life. There are those who multiply.
apply to your life and there are those who divide from your life. Your relationship with them will make you or mar you. Who are the people you are close to? Now let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves. I'm gonna do something a little bit crazy. Can everyone here stand up? Everyone here. Everyone here stand up and come out here. Just come, to, just come here, everyone. Come here and face this way. Just come out and face here. You can, you can be moving, move back a bit, move back a bit. Okay. Everyone here. Everyone, now, you guys move back a little bit. Now, in your midst, okay, sir, if you can, just come. Tell your neighbor, be sincere. It's good that we talk to ourselves. It's good so that we can acknowledge where we change. Just turn around, sir. I'm gonna give you a picture of what's happening in our society. We said there are four kinds of people in our society. Those who add, those who subtract, those who multiply, those who divide. If we are sincere, the majority of people fall into the category of those who subtract and divide. As my brother is here alone, you see this crowd of people? This large crowd that has come in your direction? This crowd of people in the world, we're not talking in the house of God, in the world, 99% of them divide and subtract. Can you see the danger of following the crowd? Can you see the danger of following the majority? I'll, 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 I'll give you an example to explain this. Anytime you want to do the wrong thing, you will find many people out there to encourage you to do it. Go ahead, yes, no problem, go ahead, you can do it, I've done it before, it's fine. Many people will encourage you to do the wrong thing, but if you want to do the right thing, it's a struggle, it's a battle. People will even advise you against doing it. You will never find the time to do what is right, but you will easily find the time to do what is wrong. This is a picture of society. Why then do we so often take the opinion of the majority instead of listening to the testimony of our conscience? Now, everyone here is gonna walk forward. My brother is gonna walk this way. When I say stop, I just want you to stop. Okay, let's go. Everyone walk, you walk. Stop! Where is my brother? Let me find, <laughs> I've lost him in here. Just raise up your hands sir, with your butter. Now, can you identify with this scenario? So many times it seems as if the whole world is going this way and we are trying to go the other way. And it's the easiest thing in the world to succumb and say, let me join them. Let, let me just join the crowd going this way. It's so much easier, it's more convenient, it's more comfortable. The whole crowd can just go this way. But the Bible says you are destined to be one with a difference. How can you be one with a difference when you follow the majority? And you know that the majority, if we're sincere, are heading towards failure. You have to take a different direction to achieve a different solution. Everyone keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. 
Stopp. This is a picture of how our lives as people of God should be. We don't follow the majority. We don't look to the, the opinion of others before taking a stand or taking a step. We don't do things because people want us to do them, because we want to be popular, because we want to be relevant, because we want to be famous. We don't look for friends because we want to be part of the society. We look for our future and our future will bring the right friends to us. Young people, so many young people today go to school, college, university. This is a place that is supposed to connect them to their future. A place where they are supposed to catch their future, but instead Satan catches them. Why? Because you go to school, you go to college, you go to university, you want to be part of the crowd. You want to, you want to be part of the, the popular group, popular society. You do what they do. You go where they go. You wear the same clothes they wear, the same makeup they wear. And don't be surprised at the end of the day, your life looks like them. Failure. Let's put our hands together for everyone. You, you can go back to your seats. I'm very sorry. I know you want altar fruits, but I can't give everyone altar fruits. So we have to give you in the spirit. Just receive it by faith. <laughs> because we cannot give everyone. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, choose your friends with care because you will become what they are. Once again, I want to challenge you. Use this message and examine your life in the lights of this message. Are you friends with people who are encouraging your strength and helping you in your weaknesses? Are you moving with people who are taking you back to your past? People who have the same problem as you, the same challenge as you. You are depressed and you are moving with someone who is depressed. How will you get out of depression? You are negative. You have negative opinions of people. You always speak negatively, think negatively, talk negatively, and you are moving with negative people. You will continue to be an embodiment of negativity. You have to look for people who are strong where you are weak. Look for people who have what you don't have. Look for your future. When I talk about your future, your destiny, I'm referring to God because God is the owner of our destiny. God is the author of our future. There's no other vehicle we can take that will take us to our destiny apart from God and His fruit and His word. Love is the vehicle that will take you to your destiny. Why then are you friends with people who celebrate hatred? Joy is the vehicle that will take you to your destiny. Why then are you, are you close and you're friends with people who, who are sad all the time and who look at life from a negative perspective? Even when you, you share an idea with them, they will look down on it, look down on you, discourage you, dishearten you, dampen your spirits. You say you have the problem of, of lust, you have a problem with lust, but you're part of a, a WhatsApp group that is sharing pornographic content and you download it every day. 
leave the group if you want to leave that lust. Connect to your future. The ball is in your courts. If you make friends with your future, put your future first. Value next more than now. Don't spoil tomorrow for the sake of today. Don't sacrifice your future for the sake of looking good in the present. Don't end up becoming just another statistic. When you were born to be one with a difference, to make a difference in your world. As, as, as I come to a conclusion of this message, I want to share with you something personal that makes this message so much more of a reality for me. When I first came to the Synagogue Church of All Nations at the age of 13. I had the privilege of meeting Prophet T.B. Joshua in his office. At that time, I was not so serious about the things of God. Yes, I was from a Christian home and loved the things of God, but I was struggling to balance my Christian life and school and friends and negative influence. After Prophet T.B. Joshua greeted me, he said, a sentence that I've remembered for the rest of my life. He looked at me and said, if you want to follow Jesus, you need to leave your friends. I was 13 years old. And that single word changed my life. Do you know the reason why I say that? At that time... The school I was attending was a very good school academically, but I was the only person who identified himself as a Christian in my class. And although, yes, I wasn't rebelling and doing every terrible bad thing, but I was living a double life. One life at home and at church, another life in school, trying to please people, trying to please God. And the man of God in a single statement prophetically identified this. The next year, I actually had to leave that school and move to a completely different school that was a Christian school so that I would be able to fulfill what the man of God said. If not for that word, I don't believe I would even be here today because the negative influence was so much. Why am I saying this example to back up the importance of this message? I want to let you know, brethren, that whatever you lose for God's sake, you will regain a thousandfold. Some of you may be hearing this message and upon sober reflection and self-examination, realize that there are some people that you need to disconnect from. There are some people you need to distance yourself from. I want to assure you that if you take that step, you will not regret it because your future is more important than your image. Where you are going is more important than just what you are doing now. But remember, it's what you are doing that will give birth to where you are going. 
Your destiny must influence your decisions for your decisions to take you on the road to your destiny. And your destiny does not permit you to move with people who waste time on things that have no lasting value and significance. People that are only gonna discourage you, distract you, dishearten you. Be someone that makes a difference in your world by making friends with your future. In conclusion, in order not to end up like, like the masses out there who are merely wondering, unsure of their dreams and goals, make friends with your future. Choose your friends with care. Don't, don't just be too quick to trust. Don't be too quick to give your hearts cheaply to someone because you'll just set yourself up for disappointment. Don't, don't trade issues with people who are not serious about their future. You'll just set yourself up for distraction. Don't look for people who have the same weakness as you. Look for people who are strong where you are weak. Because that is the meaning of true friendship. Where you are weak, I am strong. Where I am weak, you are strong. Iron sharpens iron. This is the decision of a champion, a decision that will benefit your future. So let your words, your actions, your interactions, your associations, your friends, the people you move with, let everything about you become a photograph of the future you desire instead of the future you fear. And you will become who God has destined you to be in Jesus' name. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts in Jesus' name.